listening to Give God 90, where we're not afraid of the tough biblical questions, because we will dig through the language, the culture, and the history to find the truth revealed in the words of our Creator. Well, good morning, everyone, or whenever it might be that you're listening to this. For us, it's a Monday morning. Uh, For you, it might be some other time. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for tuning in. Uh, clicking and all that good stuff that you do to, to listen to us. My name is Jerry Mitchell, your host for Give God 90. Myra is sitting in her supervisor's chair. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> kind of paying attention, sort of. <laughs> she's, uh, I don't know what exactly she's doing over there, but she's doing whatever it is that she does. So, um, <laughs> we want to remind everyone about the website, givegodmoney.com. Need to mention the books again because um, I'm about to approve the cover art for the new one coming out. And I just got an email about 15 minutes ago from the publisher who is uploading everything for me to look at for one final go over. Once that happens, we'll be ready to go. So that's out there. Uh, The title of that one will be Inheriting Lies. And it comes, of course, from Jeremiah 16, 19. Uh, If you like what you hear, please share it. You know, if you like it, your friends and family should probably hear it. And your enemies really should listen to it as well. We appreciate all the notifications. And we appreciate your comments, whether they're live or whether you get up with us later on one of the many social media outlets where we are. So that's all out there. Um, I've spent quite a few programs talking about things that other people are interested in. And today it's my turn. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, And I want to look at something that we don't often think about we don't often consider we don't look at hard enough when our creator shouted down what we call the ten commandments in in the christian community the jewish community calls them the ten things or the ten matters uh actually keith johnson did a program not too long ago the ten matters that still matter i kind of like that title i wish i'd have thought of it um you know he That happened at Mount Sinai in the land of Midian. And he included not to steal. And it's recorded in Exodus 2015. Uh, Today we think of theft. And we might think about maybe robbing a bank or an art gallery. Um, That's kind of on the upper end, right? The, The hard end of things. Maybe taking a candy bar from a store we think of as theft. Maybe a you know, a trinket from a relative or a friend, you know, people, uh, <laughs> it, it, it sounds odd, but uh, we know folks that uh, they may have had a relative that passed away and they were getting ready to pass away. They're recently visiting and, you know, there was always this little trinket that they had sitting around. Maybe it was something that, that reminded them of them and they just sort of, you know, put it in their pocket or something on their way out the door. It's nothing very big, but it's something to remind them. 
Uh, but really, that can be considered theft, right? And if this has ever happened to you, you come home and find something missing and you wonder, you know, did, did I not leave that there? Or did, you know, somebody take it? When, when Meyer and I first got married, I always kept a screwdriver in a certain place right by the door. It was always accessible. And I went to look for it one day, and it wasn't there. And I I honestly thought that I had done something I re- usually don't do, and it's left it somewhere else. And I'm looking all over, and she says, what are you looking for? And I said, the screwdriver that's always right here. Oh, I put it away. Where's away? <laughs> 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 she had moved it on me. Um, so, you know, there's that kind of thing that goes on too, right? But theft is a major problem on every nation on earth. People steal all kinds of things. They steal luxury items, you know. And, and, and think about art. Art is one of those luxury items. It has been... Art theft has been a major problem for collectors and admirers for centuries, right? Cars and trucks can be stolen and pieces from vehicles today. In the United States, uh, thieves are stealing catalytic converters. They're just sawing them off from underneath the cars. It's a major problem today. Um, Identities are another thing that can be stolen today. We can steal identities uh, thieves have a way of stealing your house. They don't literally pick it up and move it, but they exchange the paperwork in such a way that it looks like you no longer own your home. <laughs> Kidnapping of every nation on earth. Cultures and societies simply will not tolerate theft of any kind. thief is, is caught... Typically, they're punished. Even falsely accusing someone is and should be considered a type of theft because kind. And when the uh, Rachel and Leah answered Jacob, our father has nothing to give us when he dies. He has treated us like strangers. He sold us to you, and then he spent all of the money you paid for us. God took all his wealth from our father, and now it belongs to us and our children. So you do whatever God told you to do. So Jacob put his children and his wives on a camel. They began their journey back to Isaac, his father. He lived in the land of Canaan. All of the flocks of animals that Jacob owned walked ahead of them. He carried everything with him that he had gotten while he lived in northwest Mesopotamia. Laban was gone to cut wool from his sheep. While he was gone, Rachel stole the idols of false gods that belonged to him. And Jacob tricked Laban the Aramean. He did not tell Laban he was leaving. Jacob and his family left quickly. They crossed the Euphrates River and traveled toward the mountain of Gilead. Three days later, Laban learned that Jacob had run away. So Laban gathered his relatives and began to chase So Laban gathered his relatives and began to chase Jacob. After seven days, Laban found him in the mountains of Gilead. That night, God came to Laban the Aramean 
in a dream. The Lord said, Be careful. Do not say anything to Jacob, good or bad. Genesis thirty-one fifteen through 24. Now, did you catch anything in that to indicate that something other than the items were stolen? It's there. Listen to uh, verse 20 again. Go ahead and read verse 20. And Jacob tricked Laban the Aramean. He did not tell Laban he was leaving. The word translated here as tricked, and in some Bibles reads deceived. Now, this is the same exact word that Moses records our Creator as using in Exodus twenty fifteen: Do not steal. Uh, the word ganab for steal, same word. What did Jacob steal from Laban? Well, oh, by the way, if you're keeping score, that's uh, the Strong's number is 1589 on that. When you know theft can be more than money, right? Theft can can be more than uh, sometimes what we might think of as something of, of transitional value. What Jacob stole from Laban in that verse is the truth. He deceived Laban in verse 20, and in verse 26, Laban uses the same word again to say, you've stolen my daughters, just as if you captured them using your sword. Laban was pretty much bankrupt at this point. He had squandered away everything Jacob had given him, uh, including that 14 years of labor that he worked uh, so that he was going to be able to marry Rachel and Leah. You know, we could simply say that turnabout's fair play. What goes around comes around. But later, the creator would say that stealing, theft of any kind, is forbidden. Deuteronomy uh, 4.2 You will not add to the word which I command you, neither will you diminish from it, that you may keep the commandments of Jehovah your God which I command you. Why is it important that we don't add to or take away from the instructions? Because to do so is deception. We are stealing from our Creator. When Jacob deceives, tricks, or steals the truth from Laban, it's the same thing. Many, many Christian denominations will practice this today. You know, they want to pick and choose the parts of the Bible that they agree with. Um, I remember a few years ago, I, I was sitting in a Methodist church service. They were rededicating the building. And, and the the pastor who was, well, she wasn't the pastor at the, of the church at the time. What she was was what the Methodist denomination refers to as the district superintendent. She oversees all of the churches uh, in a certain area. Um, she said something... She said this, and I was there uh, basically to play my guitar and sing. My guitar was up front, and if it had not been there, I would have gotten up and walked out, and I probably should have anyway. What she said was there are parts of the Bible that should not be included. 
She's practicing deception. She's stealing from the Creator. Think about that. If you believe that your Creator, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, gave the words that we read in our Bible, and you want to remove some of that, what are you taking? Is it valuable? Only to believers, it's, is it valuable, right? To non-believers, it doesn't make any difference. Who is this pastor following? Who was that district superintendent following? Look around the world today. Just, just look around. All the things we see, especially in the United States and Europe, uh, among other places, people are attempting to deceive you by changing the definitions of words, especially pronouns. You know, we shouldn't call a man a man or a woman or a woman. We shouldn't use the words him or her. Now, some might think that there's no harm in not offending someone who chooses to be called something other than the word that actually defines who and what they are. But this is a deceptive practice that actually steals something from us that is actually one of our greatest resources and one of the first things given to us by our Creator, believe it or not. And that is our language and communication skills. Our Creator breathed into Adam the breath of life, something that no other living creature on earth was given. And including in that is the way that we are able to communicate our thoughts and desires. Animals don't communicate on the same level as mankind. Have, have you ever seen uh, two animals of any kind? Uh, you, know, you know how people sit and, and discuss things? Have you ever seen two animals of any kind sit and discuss something like, how do you think is the best way to govern our community? Of course you don't. Because animals don't have that breath of life. They don't, they're not made in the image of God. They are different, no matter what the evolutionist might tell you. Yet, in the world today, 